welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. I am your host, Byron Rogers, and this podcast is dedicated to the close protection specialist, the executive protection agent who wants to take their career to the next level and get better at our craft. If you're the type of professional that likes learning from other individuals who have done it or are doing it, you are in the right place. We're gonna train soft skills, talk about hard skills, and become the types of practitioners that will restore honor to our sacred art, our sacred vocation of protection. So sit back, relax, y'all, and enjoy the show. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Essentially, it's everything I know about executive protection and a lot of soft skill training on the techniques, tactics, principles that I believe make it so some protection agents succeed while others fail regardless of background. Anyways, check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to take your executive protection career to the next level. Out. <laughs> Boom! What's up, I you guys? Boom with Fire Rogers! Yeah. <laughs> Beat that! Oh, man. Well, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, here we are. No, real talk though, everywhere yeah. we've gone, where I've gone with you, That's guys true. will like walk by you and they're like, oh boom. dude, <laughs> boom! I'm like, what's this? It's true, it's true. And the boom, <laughs> I don't know where it started, but I mean, I know where it started. You know where it started? You know where it really started? Where? I'm gonna tell y'all where the boom started. It really started, Lonzo from Training Day, you can't see my eyes. <laughs> when he's eating, when they're, when they're eating, and he's like, boom, and the dude's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because Lonzo, Little, little fun fact was my alter ego in the Marine Corps when I would get like new dudes, <laughs> new dudes, and I'd have to be like, all that stuff you learned in boot camp, unlearn all of it because we're about to actually go do some some real stuff, and oh, I need wow. you to be the type of guy I need you to be. Welcome to the platoon. That so that was that was my boom boom, and then it just turned into a thing, and now it's you know I'm not using it the way he's using it, obviously, but as an actor, yes, as an actor, but yeah. <laughs> yes, well, it just blows me away how many people like. It's been a trip. It's, it's definitely it's a very weird. That's when I know people are. I like, can't like hang out with you normally anymore. It's, it's well, really, we're in certain places. Yeah, <laughs> like close protection. Where do we? Where do we go? Yeah, the close protection conference. That was a trip. Shot show last year was really weird. That was the first time I realized I was like, the there's like a line of people waiting to talk to you. It was, it was like an really weird. Brand, like things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Even for me, it's you know, it's but, humbling. It's amazing. But know? I also noticed how many people started to appreciate that job and look at that job in a different light, which is great for me. And I've been doing this. Yeah. Oh, I did the math. I think over 18 years now, mm -hmm. um, full time professionally. And, uh, that job was never looked at respectfully as much as it is now, it is. which, um, you know, is definitely a change I've seen in the last few years. Yes. That. So and that is, that's been one of my biggest aims with the podcast is, I want to have what we do. I want to bring visibility to the industry that then results in respect and appreciation for everything that we do. I want to make sure that our image isn't just like tough guys, bouncers, knuckle draggers, shooters. I want them to understand like the full breadth and width of what it is 
to be an executive protection agent, to be a specialist of something. I would like to see us be respected like accountants or doctors or any other specialized person someone brings in to do something. And what we do is keep people safe. It's extremely yeah. important. <laughs> it's extremely honorable. And so. a, a, a huge responsibility as well. Yeah. You know, um, It's the first time I noticed, I think you're one of the first people that I hung out with and spent time, and you know me, like I walk around, I introduce myself to people, I, I would just say what I did. Yeah. You're the first person with another, an app, like you do not introduce yourself as a Marine with a combat deployment. You introduce yourself as multiple combat deployments, sorry. <laughs> but you introduce yourself as, you know, my name is Byron Rogers. And when guys are like, oh, what are you all about? It's like, I'm an executive protection agent. That's yeah, what I do. Right. Yeah. And, you know, not, well, what is it like? Okay, for example, shot show. You're going to walk around. We're gonna meet a bunch of dudes. We walk in, you introduce yourself to somebody. It's like, you know, oh, hey man, nice meeting you. Yeah, what's up? I was, uh, you know, I'm Navy SEAL. But for the last 15 years, I've been a salesman for yeah. dog <laughs> country. It's like, and you're looking yeah, at the guy going, you're like, man. you're pretty fat. Like, yeah. <laughs> not keeping up on the sit-ups and push-ups. Yeah, like, like you've cool. definitely been in an office. I, yeah. I just, <laughs> like, you just have. Yeah. Where, when you walk around, when you introduce yourself to people, that's usually what you lead with, where most people yeah. lead with something they did 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago for some people. Um, you lead with the EP thing, and, and it's it's interesting. It's the first time, at least in my dealings with this, um, where that's really been a respected profession. And, uh, and I think you have something to do with that. I think I you're not the so. only person. I think there's a lot of people, right. a lot of companies that have made it, you know, yeah. have built that culture as well. Absolutely. Companies like, you know, AS and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, Gavin, yeah, those guys. Um, but, uh, you know, or even going back to the PSD days with Triple Canopy and Blackwater, Blackwater like you could yeah. say like, I worked for Blackwater and that was a respected thing. There was some yeah. of those first companies doing that. So it's, uh, but as far as individuals, you know, you meet an individual that worked with Triple Canopy, the first thing he's going to tell you is who he was before, you he's know, he did eight, nine years with Triple Canopy. He's going to say, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a Marine SEAL, I'm an Army guy, or yeah. whatever. Um, he doesn't lead with the profession where you lead with the profession. It's something I noticed, you know, in our times traveling together yeah. to some of these things. That's what's up. I appreciate that. Yeah. And the reality of the game is you guys have the listeners getting this podcast and brand into a lot of places, yeah. spreading it, not hoarding the information, getting the information to new people in the game, getting the information to old people in the game, getting the information to the game so everyone can level up. Uh, you guys are the reason the EPL is the Executive Protection Lifestyle. Podcast is the number one podcast in the game right now. Yeah. Um, and it is an honor to be a part of it, just a part of it, you know, be a conduit for it. Um, because I heard that this podcast, a couple of the episodes are used for college credits and uh, some courses. Like, not I'm definitely not. <laughs> I've, yeah, so I mean, I've gotten so much positive feedback this year. Church team, like it's it's amazing the places the podcast has gone and the lives it's affected, the careers it's affected. Um, I need to start putting up. I'll start showing you guys the awesome messages I get. So like, keep spreading this podcast. It is improving the quality of the practitioners in the game, their careers, their lives, and all that stuff. So, what's cool for me too is just because I'm friends with a lot of the guys that you've had on the podcast. Yeah. They're people you met from me 
That's true. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but uh, it's pretty. Cute. So a couple of them have been like, and who, and some of those guys who are well known in their own right, in yeah. their own industry. Um, but I was, uh, who was I? It might have been Yosef, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm I'm hanging out in a mall with my family." This dude walks up to me, and goes like, "Yo, man, uh, you know, it's it's nice to meet you. I'm a big fan." And he's thinking, "Oh, you maybe I met you in the Marine Corps or something like that." He's like, "Yeah, I saw your podcast uh, with." Speaking of which, we're recording a new one on, on Monday. So oh, he's coming, yes. Okay. 2.0. But uh, that that was kind of a trip. It's like, man, there's a guy who's already really well known in that, yeah. you know, the law enforcement military world, yet getting recognized by your podcast. So, like, I've been at matches, I've been at jobs, yeah. had other EP guys come up to me, like, yeah, I, I know who you are. I'm like, what? Like, I've seen your podcast with, with Byron Rogers. I'm like, like, okay. This <laughs> is weird. Was yeah, like, so okay. for those of you who don't know, we're going into season two, Dose. We're about to talk about all kinds of EP stuff. Take what we did the first the first year and kick it up to the next level. There's a lot of improvements I made to the production, um, and there's also a lot of higher quality guests because as you're climbing, people start paying attention. You guys have given me good ratings. And so we have gotten good ratings, and so now I get access to some more, some more cool kids in the toy box. Uh, so here we are, episode one of the Executive Protection Lifestyle 2.0. And for those of you who don't know, Luke Agajanian is, he's kind of like a permanent fixture around here. He pops in and out. We yeah. work together. I work for him sometimes. He works for me sometimes. Um, but he's the guy who got me into the game. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to it, go back to season one. I think it's like episode two, getting into the game. We talk about how he was used to bring me into this game by the grace of God and the rest is history. We yeah. traveled the world and did all kinds of things we can talk about and can't talk about. So uh, We could write books. It's good to be here with my dude. That you know, good. this whole thing come full circle. You know, so. so season two yes. coming up. Um, what do you... I guess is there is there anything you would change from season one going into season two? Um, like anything maybe you wish you did more of, did less of? So major change, a major change that's gonna happen is Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast is going to be a little bit more private security centric, a little bit more centered on the executive protection industry. Mm-hmm. There's still gonna be a lot of content for everybody, like law enforcement officers, moms. Essentially this is a place for you to learn protection from executive protection specialists or private security professionals. Mm-hmm. So your job might be police work, which protection measures may be a component of that. If you want to learn how protectors are doing their job and like professional protectors are doing their job, this is the place to be. Uh, a place for industry professionals to level up their game. A lot of stuff that's going to be like, this is how you can show up in the digital age uh, increase your skills, but market yourself better. There's a lot of good guys that just don't have good marketing. Um, I have a number of initiatives that are basically designed to help you guys learn how to market yourself in a digital age. This podcast is one of them. The Training Day Executive Protection Training Day Success Package is another one. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, check that out. People are getting awesome results. Um, so really, this is going to be a little bit more private security centric. Um, and the podcast episodes I do with other professionals like Navy SEALs and like Green Berets and Delta Force, like cool dudes, dudes that are kind of not really executive protection centric, but are protectors in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to start seeing those also pop up on the protector 
podcast, which is going to be under my other company, Protector Nation. So leading into that, that was my, that was my next question. <laughs> right. My next question was, you know, Protector Nation, uh, go. You know, what is it? What do you hope to achieve with it? And, um, you know, uh, like... Was it a battle? Yeah, yeah, what is that whole thing about? Okay, so the Protector Nation, basically... Um, I believe that in every single demographic of people that's existed since the beginning of time, uh, there's been a demographic. There's been a demographic of protectors. In America, there's a demographic of protectors. In the world, there's a demographic of protectors. Regardless of background, there are protectors out there, as seen in a lot of these uh, human threat scenarios, active shooter scenarios. With the one last uh, week in Texas, you have an individual who stands up with a sawed-off shotgun in a church. You have another individual who stands up and by the grace of God puts him down. It's an amazing thing, it's a righteous thing. I think protection is the highest way to serve your fellow man. No greater love than this, than a man that would lay down his life for his brother or for another. Um, so I think protection is a righteous way for strong people because you can't, you need, you need a skill set, you need ability, you need these things to be able to do this job well. Um, so I think that we train and we do the things we do to become more efficient and effective protector, protectors and serve on higher and higher and higher levels the more skilled we are. Nonetheless, the Protector Nation is all about feeding, investing in, strengthening that demographic of people that wants to be better protectors. And I believe that if I can make uh, more people good at being protectors, what's gonna happen is we're gonna make the world a safer place increasingly. So the, the whole slogan to the brand is making good people dangerous, um, and teaching you guys how to be peaceful, but not harmless. So that's going to be a whole digital world where I'm going to uh, put out products and things like that to help people from their living room get better. The protector symposiums that are going to then result are going to be all about, I can't make you a black belt inside of 48 hours, 72 hours. This next one's going to probably be 72 hours. But I can give you software. I can expose you to teachers that are going to make you improve your protection game and uh, I can develop content that you can watch from the comfort of your own home and you'll be a better protector. So that's, the Protector Nation is just all about setting up a network of protectors and uh, supersizing, investing in that demographic that organically, you know you're a protector, even though you work at Pizza Hut, you wanna be able to protect your family, you need to be able to protect your family, you need food, water, shelter, you need to be able to protect what you got. And I want everyone to be better at it. So I. This, this came up in conversation last week, and I'd like to just kind of get your input on it. But a lot of times in my experience, I have, I'll have people come to me, and you know, I'll be encouraging them to, to basically just get to a place where they, can, where they can do something. Right. And they looked at me, and they're like, well, man, I'm not like you. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I'm not in the position where I might have to, you know, where I might have to defend somebody or protect somebody. And then I looked at them and I said, three times this year, or not, not this year, sorry, three times since I've been married. So let's say in the last four years. Yeah. Three times that I can recall right now in my head or at that moment in time, was I in a position where you could, you could look at it and be like, I literally saved that person's life. And uh, one was a medical issue, guy on a motorcycle accident right in front of me mm. and got out, was able to apply a tourniquet to a compound fracture, et cetera, et cetera. Not as sexy, it's a medical thing, but I watched a motorcycle fly and I think I did something and luckily 
Uh, about five minutes later, a guy stopped and he was a fireman that was getting off of work at that time. He was able to render aid. It's middle of traffic. Took the ambulance like 15 minutes to get there. Uh-huh. And they looked at me and they're like, that tourniquet right there could have saved his life. So that's one. Two are a little more sexier where I literally saw a man beating a woman to death twice in one year. And I was able to contact the police department and let's just say, put myself in a position to stop him from beating that woman. Yeah. And one of the times I was able to begin rendering medical aid to the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me as a civilian. That's not me on the job. That's yeah. not me working. That's, that's just, I drive, one of them was I'm walking my dog around the park and I saw it at the park. Yeah. And then the other one was I pulled up you know, to my house. This was across the street from my house. And those are three moments in the last few years where because I had that training, because I have that confidence, right. I was able to help somebody and, and protect Possibly them. Save a life and I looked at them and I said, that had nothing to do with my job. I wasn't yeah. on the clock. I wasn't on the hours. I was just living life in a fairly nice neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Both right. of them. Was like, right. In Southern like, California. In Southern like, California. The houses like, was, are a million dollars. And there's a guy smashing a woman's head in on the curb. Right. You know, it was, it was bad, mm-hmm. you know, and it, I looked at them and I said, you know, did I end up in those situations because I'm, you know, work. because I'm at work or because I'm being paid to be there because I'm in a bad neighborhood or something Fact, like that? We no. probably mitigate that. There's probably less of a chance 9% of the time with most of the jobs we do. Yeah. Except for one. Uh, <laughs> like we probably, we mitigate so much that it's probably a less of a probability. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I use that as an example to this guy, like you're going to come across it. You yeah. know, you're, you're going to have that. Like I didn't have to pull over, but I saw a motorcycle go flying and I saw a dude sitting on the ground yeah. and I knew me and my friend who I was with, we were on our way to the range. I knew we could do something about it. Yeah. So I pulled over and I was able to, you know, render that medical aid and, you know, luckily I had a tourniquet in my truck and yeah. that, it took a tourniquet. That was yeah. it, you know, but, uh, I, I just mentioned that back to the guy. So when, when, when you hear that from people like, well, I wasn't in the military, I'm not law enforcement. I'm not, yeah. I'm not this, I, I'm I don't have this background. This. You know, I, I encourage a lot of people like, no, that's that's not true. Anybody can learn these skills or at least get put themselves to a level of confidence where they can protect people. You yeah. know, and what do you say to people who kind of come back at you with a, well, I, you know, I'm I'm not a cop or yeah. I'm not this. So what do you say to the average, you know, person out there day to day? Yeah, I say that there are some probably biochemical um, barriers to entry. Like, at our symposium, someone asked this question, can anyone be a protector? And there were a number of different answers, and I don't think I had the best one by any means. I think, like, Yosef and then Ed dropped some heat on it. Ed Ed Calderon dropped something. He was like, yeah, you got people that react different ways. Fight, fight, flight, freeze. Uh, And uh, I was kind of like, hmm, that's a interesting biochemical uh, barrier for people to, to get over but you should get over it. Um, so some people might have an organic like protector type mindset. But um, to me, the reality is simply that in this world right now, you will, if, you, if you even for one second want to be considered a good person, I don't think it's any, it's not good enough anymore to just be politically correct and be nice to people. Yeah. If you want to be a good person in today's world, the reality of the game is you need to learn how to protect people and you need to learn how to save lives. If you don't have these two skills, you are 
actually choosing to be a victim and that's no longer good enough. Like a good person in my opinion has the ability uh, and the capability to be violent. And that's actually what makes them good because the backbone in a society, the people who bring accountability, the people who make sure evil doesn't prevail, how good are you if you can do nothing to stop evil? You're just a victim. You're not good. To be good means you have the power to stop things and you reinforce the positivity in your society and the positivity in your world. That's righteous. That's good, you know? And so without that, you're just a sheep and that's not good. <laughs> so in my opinion, um, everyone is culpable and responsible responsible for it. You need food, water, shelter. And in order to be good to your family and to be good to those who love you and to be good to those who travel with you and to be good to those who share the room with you and share a venue with you, you need to be able to contribute to protecting them and saving their lives if anything negative should happen. Because the probability is realistically increased and to do nothing about it is to not be diligent or prudent. You're literally ostriching, you know what I mean? Where we're seeing these things happen constantly and choosing ignorance over reality. And it's not bad, um, the unfortunate reality, but actually the reality, who are we to judge if it's fortunate or unfortunate? The reality is the person who dominates the environment is generally the person who's better at violence um, once these types of things happen. And when you rather have your family look at you and say, thank God, thank God. The people in that church in Texas right now are looking at, um, I don't want to say his name and, and give him any more publicity than he's gotten um, because you know he's probably trying to live his life, but that protector who ended that engagement like that, how many people are saying, thank God that he was there and thank God he made that shot and that that psychopath with a sawed off shotgun in the sanctuary didn't get to run rampant like we saw the one a few years before in Texas run rampant. And I believe the body count was for sure in the double digits, somewhere around 20 something. Um, and I believe it was half the church. Yeah. Uh, before a neighbor, your beliefs won't protect you. And uh, before a neighbor came over with another AR and got in a gunfight with the guy. And, 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 and then pulled over a dude in the car and said, yo, man, give me a ride. And then yeah, they chased, chased him, him down. down. Yeah. It's like, and those hearing the whole story was like, yeah. These guys are like, let's go! Right, and now what if I can make it, if I can, what if we can, as a, as a listenership, as people in the country and in the world who believe the same thing, what if we can create a culture in our world, not only in America, but in America, in our world, where it's cool to understand how to protect yourself, how to protect your loved ones, and how to end those things when they start, before they pick up steam. And that gunman in that church, we see that change where... Yes, a gunman stands up because evil does exist and it will always exist and it's always existed, but boom, there were strong people who were peaceful, but they were dangerous and they dealt with it. Uh, and that body count stayed one or two rather than 20-something. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. That's my life's work, guys. I figured it out at 34. This is what I'm here to do at this point in time. I'm going to be bugging y'all about this probably till I die. This is what I feel like my calling in life is. Well, you've been doing it. You just have a definition of it. Yeah. Like since I've known you, you've been like that, family. you know, so yeah. from your, you know, hearing from your old buddies that were your squad mates that you went to war with, you know, who I've had the pleasure of knowing and being friends with all the way to watching you start off your other career path as the new guy and then be the experienced guy. And then what hit the nail on the head for me was like, what, maybe eight years after or six years after I, I brought you into that, I end up working with you and now you're the one 
teaching me and showing me the ways. And that was a, I don't know if it was a trip for you. It, I think it, it maybe was a little bit, <laughs> you know, but like, sort of like we talk about all the time and, and we talked about in that, you know, how to get into this job field. It's every job is different. Every, I mean, if you would have come onto my detail, I'd be like, let me help you not get crucified because this dude's crazy. Yeah, here's like, you know, like, dynamic. Standby, or, hey, we're yeah. going to do this so we don't get shot, you yeah. know, because it's a dangerous environment, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and then I think, I, I think we both taught each other and yeah. that detail was really nice because guys well. had their strengths and their weaknesses and, and like mine was on the social side of things. I wasn't, you know, I didn't understand that client as well, but you know, when we end up in Indonesia or Africa, like, okay, this, let me help you guys with this. Or right. why don't you let me take care of this? Cause this is what I'm good at. You guys take care of that, you know? So yep. it was, um, yeah. I just remember it was, it was, it was a trip <laughs> for me. It's like, man, I'm going to help these dudes out. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. They're going to help me out. <laughs> it's, like, it's cyclical. Because I'm if trying to pay rent right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you're smart in the EP game, you realize real quick that like it's small mm-hmm. and your street credit matters and one day you might, one day you're bringing a dude on a detail, the next day he might be bringing you on something. So you gotta have good dude credit and you gotta pay it forward, man. That's the game. And then you kind of get your like crew of dudes that you kind of like bring on all the details with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a beautiful thing because you know who you like to work with in the industry, you know? like, And you know who's gonna hold it down. Oh, and those are the guys that in my early startings, they kept me afloat. You know, yeah. I could hit them up like, "Hey, I'm lighter." Yeah, I remember. I remember back in the day. I don't know if you guys, you know, out there who, who are kind of chasing the pager right now, but the holidays were always tough for me. You know, I always had if I wasn't on a specific client, and I've been blessed, you know, tremendously to have that. But when I was doing the pager stuff, I remember the holidays were always really hard for me, and I was just like taking anything I could get. And, just uh, get out. It was those guys that were like. Yeah, I'm going to help you out because I got a bunch of guys here that need time off. So, like, they're bringing me in on holidays. And I would work Thanksgivings and Christmases yeah. and Christmas Eves. You're about but to it buy. double pay, right. making right. enough money to, like, get by and get my family. Plus, you want, you know, you, you want money to buy the family gifts and things like that. Is it that bad? No, no you're good. I'm going to just, like, chew down my ear. But uh, <laughs> I'm not because I got a little drink that hurts for me. I'll take yeah. that. I'll put that right there. But um, when you hear... When you hear people say, I can't be a protector, how do you address that? Or have you even addressed that? Or is it something that worked, not worked? They're like, when I hear a guy like, why would I want to learn how to do that? That's what the cops are for. That's a common one, especially here in California. You know, you, I'll meet a guy, you know, my wife is a lawyer, so I get to go to a lot of those little events and meet those people. It's like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't need to do that. That's why we have the police. And I said, well, actually, and I'll bring up one of those instances, you know, um, from across the street. And, and I didn't, the one that was at my house, I didn't even have to put hands on the guy. No. He just Could literally, you. well, first and foremost, the police department responded, no joke, probably within 30 to 60 seconds. Like it was fast that they pulled up. Enough time for me to get out of my car and say, hey, in a very loud manner. And then yeah. the, the gentleman stopped and, you know, I start giving him some directions. And um, it was enough for just me saying that. He looked at me and was like, I don't think I want to tussle with yeah. that guy. The other guy, the other one, not so much. Don't want to get into that one. But uh, that one, I didn't even have to put hands on it. I just was somebody that did something about it, that yeah. spoke up, yeah. you know. And 
So I'll tell them that, like, hey, I didn't even have to, you know, the my black belt in jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai fighting or shooting capability had nothing to do with that. I just took action, yeah. you know, where I, when I saw somebody being beat. So I've said to them, like, you don't need to do all this stuff. Just having that mindset alone is you're at least, you know, halfway there. But what do you say to people who kind of say that? Like, that's not what I'm here for. That's the job of the police. Um, I just ask them, I well, really what I've done so far, literally, what I've actually literally done is I'd say, go follow me on Instagram and scroll up and down my wall and see how many times people have had time to call police. Because I post all these violent, real-life, real-world violent encounters. I was like, and be realistic with yourself yeah. about whether or not the police had time to get there and save you. Uh, and when someone breaks in your house and they want to rape your wife and murder you, do you want to be able to defend yourself or not? It's sobering. And that's why, that's why I post the violent encounters that I do because they are traumatic. And I want you to experience these micro-traumas that get the gears inside your brain thinking... Pain is, and I've been, you know, I do a lot of motivational stuff, and I've really been introspective this last year. I'm always introspective. This last year, I think I hit on another, like, little little bit of maturity or something. And I was, like, looking at myself, and I was like, dude, what really, 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 really motivates you? And I found that it's a lot of fear and pain. Pain and fear are more motivating than anything else. Um, than any other. Your brain pays more attention to pain and fear because these things can eliminate you and end your existence, right? Mm. And it's a psychological fact, a scientifically validated fact of psychology that your brain will pay more attention to pain and fear than anything else. Um, and so I find that ex- sharing these, like I can tell my wife or my sisters, hey, you know, when you get in the car, start driving, don't sit there. I can tell them, I can tell them, I can tell them, they're going to smile, they're going to nod, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I really pay attention, and I'm going to watch them, like, you're not paying attention, like, you're not. Uh, How can I fix this as a man so these people can, like, have more awareness, have more situational awareness? I show them those videos on Instagram, and it's like they get in the car, and they're having, like, little flashbacks of, like, yo, when I saw that video the other day, I got random people coming up to me, like, yo, that video you posted, and it's beautiful. Because it's a micro trauma. Our boss. And now, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> Every time he drives like, my boss, I'll be like, what did you guys talk about? He's like, man, he's just talking to me about my videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, the next thing I know, our, our yeah. boss is talking to me about, you know, that getting life. more training. And, and I actually consider him a protector. Oh, yeah. You know, like he, he's there to protect his grandkids. And yeah. um, I consider his son one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just, it's he, ha- he also has another job that he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where he needs us as well yeah. another level of protection I yeah. guess you could say but you know he's definitely by no means a soft target mm-hmm. you know and uh, your videos of like he, they're mm-hmm. conversation starters yeah. he's like talk to me about did you see that thing Byron post you know it's like you gotta write yeah, that yeah. in your head you got yeah. to like what would I do am I capable but I, I you have to run this once your brain's been exposed to it you can't unsee what you see yeah so then you have to sit here and you have to reconcile with yourself that happened in real life somewhere. What the heck could I have done? What would I have done? And how could I have survived? And that, uh, it's that protector by nature and by trade thing. Not always all that relevant to executive protection, but ultra relevant to real life protection that any of us can run into any day. So that's why you're doing the separate podcast to, to kind of reach out there to the people who aren't just EP guys, right. but then also keep giving back to that that those guys that are coming on to listen, 
they want to hear the executive protection specific stuff. Yeah, the, the executive protection professional, the practitioner, the private security close protection dude like me, you know what I'm saying, who's like, yo, I want to up my game, I want to get fed, I want to get the inside scoop from any one of the extremely ridiculously successful people that, by the grace of God, we've been able to talk to over this past year, and I got some more. Like, I got some dudes. And I think it's I'm not right. just the EP guys. I'm like, right. I think you, you hit that. I mean, we had security guys. Yeah. Know, just like static security guys come up to you and talk to you and, and how much they've learned from it. I think oh, it yeah. pertains to anybody really in the security industry. industry. So whether it be the workplace violence guy, who's that's what he's doing, the, mm-hmm. the, the PI side of things. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, and then, like I said, the static side, the yeah. uniform duty side. You know, we have yeah. we have information for all yeah. of those guys, but a lot of those guys are trying to get to that EP side of things. And I think even the corporate guys, you know, mm-hmm. which it is a different type of security. Corporate security is different. different. It yeah. is much more static, you know, but a lot of those things cross-pollinate. Like guys are like, well, I'm a corporate security guy. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing. Security is an industry in, in a whole. It is. Yeah. It is. Yes, there are, are different levels to it. But it's like saying, like, I'm not a police officer. I'm a SWAT guy. Whatever, bro. Or I'm not a patrol guy. I'm a. I'm a detective. No, you're a, you're a police officer, and that's just a part of that job. You know. So I think it pertains to the entire industry. But that just is your specialty, and that is like maybe a higher level of it that a lot of people are maybe looking to get into, you mm-hmm. know, like they want to do the movement, the travel stuff because oh, the pay, yeah. the pay is just there. It's fun. It's, t- it's off the, it's off the hook side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like maybe, you know, spend a week in Hawaii, you just, go? just, you know, suffering. <laughs> you know, it's like, yo man, you sit back and you're like, this is why, it's not why I do it, but this is nice. When you like, call me, you're like, hey, I love this. I'm going to be gone. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that sucks. Where are you going? I'm going to Hawaii. I was like, yeah, have fun, B. <laughs> Don't worry. I got you. You have you know, fun. You're you know, suffering you know, I just got to protect. It's just got to protect. Having said that, I hated working Hawaii. Yeah. I had to, yeah, I was goodness. there for, I was there on the detail. Basically, like, I was working for a celebrity hiding out. You know, okay. This person yeah. just had kids. We were, we were getting away. No paparazzi kind of thing, you know? No, no, no pro. I was thinking, like, I went with our buddy Kicker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. Within, like, two weeks, me and Eric are like, island fever. Just like, get us well, off this I rock. You, yeah, we run into you out there. When you, you know you're doing work when you're on an op in some random place. And you run into one of your other boys. And you're like, yo, what's up, dude? And yeah, like, yeah, like, what's you, up? Ruth Chris. Yeah, Ruth Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the shopping area. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm working. What are you doing? He's like, of course, I'm working. We're yeah. both like... That's tight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, you know, but it, for me, it was one of the, I just wanted to get off that island, island so fever, like, bad. I fever. lost it. I was just yeah. like, and, and everything just operate. Now, if I was on vacation, awesome. Everything operates a lot slower. People drive slower. You're and you know how it is in EP. It's like, hey, go ahead and eat. It's not like, I have an hour for lunch break. No, no you don't know. You got like 10 minutes, maybe. Yeah. So I'm sitting there with my pokey no boy at the wiki wiki, you know, like grocery store. Yeah. And just like, oh, how the kids? Your soccer going good? I'm like, oh, Everything just get out of here right now. That was one frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, just. I couldn't live in the Bahamas either. It was, it was very, uh, at first it was awesome. Then after a while, it's like. You know, it just God bless. like I want to go back to somewhere <laughs> dangerous, you know, and fast. Yeah, it, it was, but it was fun for a while. We had a good time. Um, so moving forward, talking about executive protection podcast. Um, 
kind of going back over the last year, as somebody who's leading the podcast, are you learning from that as as well? Oh, 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 yes. Absolutely. And, like, is it hard for you to process it? Like, for us, we're, I'm able to sit there and watch the podcast. Yeah. Or, like, I'll get snippets from you or I'll see a topic. I'm like, oh, I really want to hear what that guy had to say. You know, or, like, uh, your, for me, your John Nettles one. You know, like, Byron heard of John Nettles from me because that guy was, like, my god growing up. And what was depressing, John, if you're watching this, he didn't remember me. <laughs> Just such tried, a bummer. I tried. I was like, I was so he was like, He's like, no. I was like, <laughs> take the dagger. That was a really good podcast episode. Uh, he agreed to do uh, a second one on the topic. I'm not going to say because I don't know to steal my episode. Uh, John Nettles, to me, growing up, was like, he was it. Like, if you look at anything from what you know of me in the past, like my 1911. You know, John Nettles carried a 1911. That's why I had a 1911. Blade Tech Holster. Well, John Nettles had a Blade Tech Holster. You that's talked the, about him all the time. He, and that's like, the only reason I even knew who he was when I saw him come on Instagram. I was like, what? Yeah, he was like oh. a superhero to me. Yeah. So when you meant he didn't remember, that was depressing. Anyway, so that was obviously a podcast I wanted to watch. And for me, I'm able to sit there, listen to it. Sounds I think good. I watched that one, actually. Yeah. And I was able to sit there and digest it. And I actually took notes and stuff from that one. But like for you, doing the podcast with the guys, does it is it hard to stay fresh with it? And like how much are you picking up from it and, and able to take it and apply it? So... My number one mode of learning is auditory. So, like, y'all, I still... Reading is, like, slow and harder for me. <laughs> Writing is slow and hard. I, like, do everything audible. Audible. I do everything... Uh, I, I, I uh, speak everything, right? So, audio is my number one mode of learning and creation. Um, much, much like God in the book of Genesis. Never just joking, joking. <laughs> but I... Uh, and then the other thing that makes this podcast really interesting to me is I'm a double psychology major. So I got my bachelor's in the science of psychology. I got my master's in counseling and psychology and with a minor in forensic psychology. So I love interviewing people. I love talking to people. I love understanding people. So I'm not here just simply trying to talk about executive protection tactics. I want to understand the human being, um, and that is extremely fascinating to me. With all of that having been said, this podcast has given me an excuse to soak up best practices from all the people at the top of the game. Mm -hmm. And then, then after I soak those best practices up, I disseminate it out to all you guys, but I am 100% um, digesting and, and, and recalibrating myself to everything I'm learning, which then I chop up, and you guys see always coming out when I'm doing these field notes. Uh, the people in the Executive Protection Training Day product, which let me tell you was blown up, we've been live for one month and we've already got like 40 some students already running through. I'm coaching them into their careers, um, uh, industry professionals and people trying to get into the industry. Uh, so then I'm taking everything I'm learning from the podcast while interviewing people at the very top of the game, taking that information and not only putting it out with the podcast, but I'm also blasting it out in the field note series I'm doing, uh, which you can find on my YouTube channel primarily, and um, which is all consolidated for all the people in the uh, training day product process. Um, but then also, um, I'm teaching on all these things also in that group. So the things I'm learning in here are like, I don't know, man. It's taken. It's it's not only though more than just tactics. Um, 
it's helped me find more of an appreciation for this game. So when you change your perspective and you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. A person smarter than me said that in the beginning. But, you know, when you're a 16-year-old, you don't have the same perspective as you do when you're 30 that you do when you're 50, 60, right? You get older, you get wiser, you get more mature. If you're wise, you can listen to people who are older than you and you don't have to live out your mistakes. You can, uh, you can take the information they give you, you can implement it and you can avoid a lot of pain, unlock a lot more lasting pleasure much more quickly. And that is essentially how this podcast has helped me level up because now I'm looking at things and I have the voice of all these professionals in my head the lens of these professionals in my head as I've interviewed them, tried to understand them, it's, it's, it's a body of information and exposure that I have that I also share with you guys that has allowed me to really be not only a better protector, but appreciate the game and look at the game like in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, it's like even, even little things, like you don't know what you have until you compare it with, with, with other things. You know, it's like listening to some of these stories, like, man, like even with with regards to appreciation for what I have, yeah. uh, I had no idea what I was doing for the industry really until a few people explained it. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, how to approach a number of different equations that we tackle on this show. So um, yeah, man, I'm learning. Hey, what's I'm been really growing up really quick is what I'm saying. Yeah, what's been great for me too is when I I'll have guys come to me with questions. Yeah, and a lot of times I'm just like. Check out episode five. So yeah, that <laughs> is really cool. I mean, for uh, for yeah. uh, for me and my current job, being the director here, uh, guys. I mean, we're hit up nonstop I'll because we literally have like, uh, in a lot of people's mind, maybe one of the or the top security programs, you know, in a place of worship, in a house of worship, and um, you know, I see people from government agencies to law enforcement agencies sending guys from across the country to us and they call me and I answer and I'm like hey why don't you just first go listen to this episode go listen to this episode um another great one recently was uh, a law enforcement buddy of mine is talking to me about armor and I'm like hey buddy why don't you go check out this episode with um Eric Gray with uh our boy Jeremy Gray Mm -hmm. from HESCO um he did a whole episode on armor with Byron dude He's like, bro, I listened to it while I was on duty. Yeah. I took notes. It basically answered all the questions I had. Right. So <laughs> I don't need to talk to you anymore about it. And I don't even need to talk to him. And I looked on his website. I'm buying these places. Yeah. So yeah, it, was yeah. Like, it was so informative. And that's just that's just one of those. Um, that's huge. I, I know I've seen you do it quite a bit. but Heck yeah. Because um, I'm getting hit up every day with people being like, hey, man, how do I get into the game? How do I do this? How do I do that? I'm like, well, here are the free resources I have. And if you want to take it to the next level, here are the ones you got to pay for. But uh, the best answer I have to that question, I recorded a two-hour episode with a professional on that topic. Yeah. Get after it. (laughs) It's so nice to be able to give that because Mm -hmm. before this, I would be getting hit up and I'd just be like, "Ah, let me try to write him a really, like shoot him a quick video and explain a strategy or write something. Yeah. Uh, so that's really good to be able to have a resource. And that's something I've, for the listeners out there that I've met being out and about with you or that have come up to me, they've been doing the same thing. They've been sending people to the podcast for yeah. the information. Um, the Have any of your episodes, do you feel that um, you want to like 
redo or there's more to add on to? Like, who do you have coming back this season? I heard you say Yosef's coming back. I know yeah, we're going to do another one. Yeah, we're going to do another church, church protection. Yes. Um, because there's so many more things, and we've learned more oh, this yeah. year as well, you know, that have made us change little things. Yeah. Um, but uh, who else are you kind of hoping to have back? Uh, John Nettles. Uh, we already talked about an episode briefly that we're gonna. I'm gonna try and execute with him this year. Uh, Yosef Badu, we're uh, recording that on Monday. You can do that. Like ten. Savage. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Ed Calderon, uh, he's gonna come back. Um, Want to hear from uh, Elijah Shaw on his book and more on the celebrity protection stuff. I'm gonna start tapping more into. Uh, some different app components. So I want to tap into the Vegas game. I want a big name in the Vegas on the strip. I'm going to be looking for somebody in that uh, quadrant. Or that habit. We just keep forgetting. Yeah, to you should, we just keep missing. I'm going to go be a shot show. And I'm going to see him. I actually talked to him Let's do it. two days ago. Yes. And he was like, no, I won't be there. But I'll be in Vegas. And I was like, okay. I'm specifically Let's going go to take lunch. a morning or afternoon. Because yeah. yeah. I love him so much. And you guys, when you see him, you'll... Yeah. He's one of the funniest people I know. Really? And he's seven feet tall. What? He's seven foot tall. He has the seven deadly sins tattooed on his whole body. Whole body. He's a scary human. He's it's... seven feet tall, like three something. He's fit. He's a seven foot tall fit man who's a grandmaster shooter. Like there's yeah. nothing I can do with this. this guy. <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, yeah. if, if your wife That's left you for him. God, he's a, be like understandable. If so your much. wife left you for him, you just look and go, yeah. Right. Okay, I understand. I yeah. get it. I get it. Like he's yeah. Wow. But uh, you'll you'll love him, man. He's he's a good dude. We're gonna get you. It's gonna. Um, I'm yeah. sorry. That's my fault. More Aaron's fault. But it's yeah. also kind of my fault. <laughs> Both y'all, man. Yeah. So you know, Aaron Molden, of course, he's always doing 800 things. So he's gonna be back. Um, I want to get a little bit more into the messier. I I like to call him messier, but like I want to I want to talk to like some bouncers, like high. I I call it full contact security because. Bouncing, Jeez, guys. I wish every every EP dude that I work with got some background in bouncing, cause you actually gotta work. Like you gotta de-escalate situations with irrational people. Uh, you have to do security there. You have to get out of fights. You have to get in fights and get out of fights. You know what I mean? So I want to talk to like, legally without like, and do getting arrested legally, yeah, for yeah. assault. Get punched in the face and like stop. And like eh. you know. So I want to. Talk to some some of those dudes at the top of the game. Um, I want to talk to the hip hop dudes. I want to talk to the uh, the acting and singing dudes. I want to get into you know. So this first year, as I looked at my kind of um, guests, it was very clean, uh, very corporate, very executive protection. This second season, I want to get into like the green rush, dudes that are out there moving, you know, figuring out how to do security. For uh, uh, for the for the green industry, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's being done. I want to talk about it. Maybe some maritime dudes. Um, That's scary too. Right? Breaking the you know fighting some pirates. So these are the types of things I'm gonna be going after. Uh, and I know there are some pockets of oh there's some there's a couple forces that are out there fighting human trafficking. And I know it's not necessarily like security, but it's like a it's it's a private industry that's doing things. That is protecting people. You know what I'm saying? So going and retrieving, you know, little humans that are being taken advantage of in that way, 
and doing stings and stuff like that. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I want to add some exposure to it. I want to add some good guys who are listening to my podcast and looking for something to do. Get contacted with these other good dudes that are uh, literally being saviors to these little human beings that are being taken advantage of. So, mm-hmm. those are some ways I can see us doing some good for the podcast and um, for, for the people through the podcast. So, those are some directions we're trying to go. So, <clears throat> with Byron, I'm friends with Byron. Our wives are friends. <laughs> and I like spending time with Byron. But as of late, I've not been able to spend as much time with you because every time I call you, like, hey, Byron, you want to go shoot this match? Hey, Byron, you want to go to the range, <laughs> practice? Hey, Byron, hey, Byron, you're saying your, your, your new complaint outside of having all the jobs that you have, which is you're like a Jamaican. Yeah, I'm a- it's, it's It's awesome, though. <laughs> I got, like, I respect. Um, and you're still in the gym as much or more than me, which is super annoying. Thank you. Um, but I hear you saying, man, I got to get these modules done. Yeah, man. These modules. Yeah, man, I got to get what the mods done. the crap are you talking about <laughs> with these modules? What are they? I know they're for our list, the listeners out here. Yes. So what are they? Explain it to me and to them. <laughs> At the same time. I want to know why so, I don't have a friend anymore. <laughs> right. It's just for a matter of time. So check yeah. it out. The modules are going to the training day success package. I'm doing my first, cause like, I'm doing my first teaching, my first kind of instructing, and so the executive protection training day is my way, cause I've been getting hit up all the time. How do I get into executive protection? How do I market myself? Uh, and then they get in, and then I'd be getting all kinds of other questions. You know, I'll give someone a strategy, and then what I did for a while this year was I was mentoring people. You know, and you have some episodes, the episode with Kevin McCluskey. Look it up. We talk about it. Yeah, bro. that guy's bawling. You, Super annoying. He shows up to the match in this work car. I'm like, car every time. Just like, what's up? He's like, oh, <laughs> hey guys. He's all dirt. Hi guys. Yeah. Like, why are and you he's all like nerdy and people? stuff? Like, I'm like, okay. Um, so, <laughs> I've been so showing dudes how to break into the industry. I've been showing dudes in the industry how to up their game, how to make themselves more marketable in a digital age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, um, so that is the executive protection training day product package. Okay. So what I'm doing is this is how I do executive protection. This is how I've done it for years. Right, wrong, indifferent. Uh, not the way, just my way. Okay, not the best way, just my way. This is what has worked, and this is what has worked well, and this is all I've done. My only job after the Marine Corps since I was 18. Um, for the last 10 years, all over the world. So this is what I do, and this is how I do it. So you're gonna get the ology, but then I'm also marrying that with the social dynamics and principles for survival. So me and you will go to a detail and it's like, yo, we show up on the detail, but we're doing 800 little things that is making us stand out and our team and the service that client's getting that day when me and you and a couple other dudes are on a detail, we're doing all these little things that make the client experience way better. And then so you're trying to work us out of a job. Well, you know. I know. <laughs> no, I, I, I like that because like it's it's not everybody is like that. Exactly. And there are certain things that we get to go to, and you've told me before like mm-hmm. that. We had that A-lister that you you called me up. You're like, you want to make some money? Said, yeah, I'll go make some money that night. Like you know, it was stupid good money, but yeah, we showed up, and, and all you had to say to me was like, these guys are good to go. Yep. And I was like. All right, cool. And yeah. I think another time was with Caleb. Mm-hmm. Just Caleb and I went, and it was like he was like, "You're fine. These guys are good." And I just know instantly, like, okay, 
they're going to appreciate what I'm doing. They're going to understand what I'm talking and about. See it and and as long as I keep my nose clean, stay out of their way because it's their client. I'm right. just subsidizing, you know, like some, uh, I'm just an extra body. I think I was doing advances on that one. Mm -hmm. So like I did a hotel advance and then we did a big party, you know, black yeah. tie event. And we went to and, advance uh, venue. You know, when the guy showed up, I just, boop, 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 here you go. But it was nice that he knew what I was talking about, but also, you know, he, uh, you don't have to be so stiff. You can, it's kind of like a lot more relaxing when you understand when those having, social dynamics, yeah. I think. It makes the job a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. And you get called back. Yeah. So essentially, the modules are those teachings in a digital platform that people can just pay for, go on, watch, study at their own pace. The cool thing is, it's the most cost-effective course because you don't have to buy a plane ticket to get there. Uh, you don't have to spend any time you didn't already. You don't have to take time off work. You can upgrade your game from the comfort of your own home. Everything. And the other thing is, when I when I get a new dude on a detail, what do we always do? Sit him down in the car and be like, hey, bro, this is how you survive. Okay, these are the social dynamics at play. This is how you deal with interfacing with the client, with the with the principal, interfacing with the client, interfacing with your. Your boss interfacing with the royal court. These, this is how you survive an EP. And I always give that to people when I meet them mm -hmm. on a detail to help them survive. So it's all that on a digital platform. And then um, those people also get a live Q&A uh, weekly with me as well to make sure they're able to implement those things. And then once people start graduating, you're gonna, they're, they're gonna, their profile is going to go up on my wall as a graduate with a short bio. Um, that is marketed to all of the top executive protection companies in the industry to help them find work. Image, bio, boom, validated executive protection specialist who's gone through the executive protection training day product. So where does this differ from the you know executive protection class or two-day class or whatever yeah. it is that is out there, which, mm -hmm. by the way, and I'm available, and Byron is as well. If you ever want to know about a class or you're like, hey, this guy's offering this training, we can probably look at a website or a flyer or something like that and tell you real quick if it's legit or not. Let's and another great, great way is um, if you're hearing about it from a company you're working for already. So yeah. like that's how I heard about Max Joseph that's out here in Southern California. Yeah, I've never actually been to one of his courses. I only recently met the dude, and I looked at him. I was like, "You've made so much money off of me because yeah. I've sent so many people no, to you." For real, me too. <laughs> and he's like, like, "You know why, bro? There should have been eighteen people this year that said yeah. Byron sent me. Do you know who I am? Yeah, like <laughs> no, he's a good, he's like a I, good marine dude. I said Caleb to him, and, yeah. he, and he's like. He like offered Caleb a job. Yeah, Caleb's he, on the flyer right like, now. I seen the flyer today. Yeah, I was like, but well, that's, but I sent him to anyway. But um, it was great to meet Max. But I only heard of Max because Barry Mosian, who was on your podcast. Hey, if man. you haven't heard that one, listen to it because he's got two. He's got the corporate, the uh, workplace violence deal, yeah. and an EDC, and his gear game is off the hook. So yeah, and yeah. he's that. That's the president of a company. That is the guy who is hiring and firing people on a daily basis and filling contracts in the Southern California area. So And a referral, primarily a referral only company, what means you can't even get in there unless you're validated yeah, you, at the time. Yeah, so it's it was great hearing kind of insight from him on, on how that works. But uh, Barry said, if you want training, go to this guy. So in my head, I was like, if I have, like, or I'll tell people, you want to get in with this company, 
if you go to this course, it's going to validate you. Having said so, that course, those courses have their place. Yeah. I think I see probably fifteen crappy courses yep. for one okay course. Yep. And between those ten okay courses, one that's like stellar, yep. or like you're going to learn a lot mm -hmm. from this. Um, but having but having said that, what differs that from? And then there's the companies out there where you know, like Gavin's AS that have their own trainings for yep. their guys that you must go through. But yeah. what are they going to gain from an online profile that they're not getting from that uh, that classroom setting, so to speak? Yes. So the short of it is, you go to a training, you take notes. How much of it do you use? How much of it do you practice? How much do you implement? How good are your notes going to really give you an opportunity to retain that information and re-implement that information? What if you could have that instructor with you all the time and you could just press play and go to that class again? Uh, the cheat sheets and everything that you have when you go through my process, all the advanced cheat sheets and everything, vehicle checklists and all that stuff, you're going to have access to forever. I'm going to continue building that library probably for the rest of my career. Um, so training courses many times are a single exposure to new principles and new practices. Nine times out of 10, do you really, you probably implement one or two things that you learned from the course. With this course, you have it forever. You can go, you know what, dude, I just got hit with my first advance I gotta do. I'm gonna go back and watch the advanced modules. Yo, I gotta go do a, a, a solo advance on a country or I gotta work a client solo tomorrow. I'm gonna go rewatch the module real quick and see what Byron has to say with on it and what he's done on it. Yeah. You know, uh, so. Hey, I still have notes and notebooks that I'll go back to because yeah. you know, like I've I've been out of going overseas now for quite a while. Like right. before I got married, and the only reason I left my past job was because I met my wife, and I I didn't you know want to travel as much right. in that capacity that we were doing. Gosh, we were in 27 countries the year I got hired here. Yeah. That was aggressive. London ten times. Oh. Some of those countries multiple times a year. You know, yeah. so it was aggressive for a single guy. It was epic uh -huh. for a guy trying to get married. Yeah, yeah. complicated. Yeah, maybe yeah. not the maybe not the best. So, um, you know, I start this new job, and it's like, oh, we're we're punching out to the Middle East. It's like, oh crap, how do I do that again? But I was, I had some notes. I was able to go back over. But man, to have a podcast to listen or like a a video to have module, a training module to be able to, to listen to, yeah. like. Okay, how do I handle like yeah. these hotels again, or how do I handle the, you know this this travel or organizing this that and mm -hmm. the other thing that that's priceless to me. And that then, and then, you also have a special paid private group where you have a whole bunch of alumni students uh, who you can go back in, ask any question you want, and your family, your alumni, and then I'm gonna be there once a week, being like, yo, what's up? What are you wondering about? What's going down? And I'll actually be able to sit down there and we can have a conversation in front of the whole class and you have a support structure now to help you be successful in the industry, both in marketing yourself with your career and executing on operations effectively. Yeah, and It's you're, just, you're getting so much. You, you pay once, you get something for your whole entire life. Yeah, you're good at that too. Like you've, I've asked you things and if you didn't know the answer, you're like, hold on, let me, let me call a guy or let yeah. me ask, like you'll know somebody to go to. Heck yeah. You know, it's kind of like if you ask me a question about, you know, guns. If I don't yeah, know it, gotta, I know the guy who won the world championship in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And he'll tell you exactly what you need to know and, to, you know, save you some money, hopefully. Right. Like, I kind of, 
I, I know I can be good at that. You're the same way in EP. You know, like if you don't know, you're like, oh, hold on, what country are you going to? Stand by, you know, and, and you'll know somebody who's been there and has experience there. So that's a huge, I think that's, that would be a huge... Um, it's an asset. Kind of asset and game changer. Right. So, so, yeah, man. Um, so that's those modules are you spending... That's with? what the modules okay. are, man. There's about, from start to finish, there's going to be a 13 or 14. I'm still building them. And is that something that's just going to keep continuing or will you do sort of like version two, version three kind of thing? I think um, every year I'm going to look at upgrading it. I'm going to look at, hey, I can do this module better. There's more information, either upgrading or adding to. Um, I'm intending to do 100 field notes. That's my dad coming out. 100 field notes by the end of the year. I've got 30 or so field notes. And you guys are going to see them out there in the interwebs bouncing around every couple. I'm a, I'm a, I probably won't give you guys all of them, but some of the really good ones I'll drop on you, you know. But in that back classroom, there's 100 field notes for those guys to just check out guys and gals and upgrade their game. So are you going to bring in any other instructors? Have uh, you thought about that or, or not there yet? I'm 100% willing to do that. I just haven't. I'm not there yet. Like, I'm just like, let me get this done. <laughs> and then yeah. once I am, like, looking at the product and I Just getting that, your information. Yeah, exactly. Is, and I can like, sit back and be like, you know, like, God, on day seven, this is good. Or after, <laughs> you know, after we created Adam, you know, and I... And I'm not moving on. Like, I do those modules, and until I get done and I'm like, this is good, I don't, I don't, and I don't move on. And that is something I didn't realize I would be like, but man, it is a very good feeling. I sleep really good at night to be like, nah, that chapter on social dynamics is going to really help people in the industry. Like, it's going to make people money. One of, that chapter on uh, how to market yourself in a digital age is going to get people jobs. Like, they're going to outperform. They're going to outperform 90% of the industry that doesn't know how to market themselves if they do what I tell them to do. They're just going to. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, what about for yourself, kind of any any personal Byron goals for this uh, for this season too? Yes. Or just as, as, a, as a person, I mean, you, your life has changed a lot this year. Yes. Um, I know because I did the same the thing time. last year and I was there. Well, you were uh, watching me but, uh, evolve a little bit. Not just professionally, but personally oh, at home yeah. and such as well. You know, you have a, a child now. Um, you know, I, I don't want to dive too much into this because it's going uh, to turn into a self-help thing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, having the kid, I know for me personally, people are like, Oh, has it changed your life? And like, you'll see how much harder it is to get things done and have that. And you know me, I'm very goal oriented. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to be a champion shooter. I'm trying to be, you know, jujitsu guy. I got some like awards over here and some up here from this year no alone. And like, it, it was like, yeah, I had a one year old that entire time. You know, now I got a great wife, but I also have a wife that works 40 to 50 hours a week. So no, I'm able to do this and do that. So like, I know the kid thing didn't necessarily change me, but it, it's still, uh, it still changed me. For me, I just tell people, like, it made life better. Like, I just have that much Another more fun thing? at home now yeah. Yeah. Like, when I'm there. But, um, you know, traveling, it did make traveling harder. Like, my kid was born. Here's some really pee-ish for you. My kid was born on a Saturday. Monday morning, I was on a flight to New York for four days. Hashtag really pee stuff. That wasn't easy. And I had to be there. It just was what it was. But um, the... Uh, you know, how, how is, what are kind of your goals going into 2020? Not just business goals, but personal goals. Um, 
So business wise, <laughs> now nah, personal goals. Um, I I definitely man. I feel like get that bang going. Anyways, um, personal goals. I want to. You know, my I feel like my relationship with my woman, with my wife, and my relationship with my kid are things that I am very like good at doing and deliberate. I mean, I guess maybe I should have her on here one episode. You guys I am not hear what it's like. But I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like I when I so my day is like a four a.m. wake up, hammer at it until whether I'm on multiple details, I'm doing whatever. And when I'm blessed enough to be home in the evening, I work straight up until nine, I stop, and then I am 100% with my family from nine to 11. Uh, and they've been going to bed earlier now, so it's like shifted down to like seven, eight, uh, you know, in that ballpark. Um, that one habit has helped me stay uh, in good graces. I, I can do what I want. My female feels supported, she feels healthy, she feels happy. I feel healthy, I feel happy, I look the kid in their eyes, you know, and then uh, I get after it and I get back to work. So personally, um, with that, yeah, uh, that's kind of how I see that just maintaining and staying, unless there becomes some problem that requires extra, uh, extra bandwidth out of me. Um, and then obviously I'm ultra deliberate to make sure I go on dates on a week weekly, maybe bi-weekly if things got insane, but I have a, like, by the grace of God, a really good engine. So I'm always like, let's go to the movie. Let's go to dinner. Like I'm pretty much never too tired. Yeah. Well, out. When we get off work Sunday. Yeah. Like we got off work. That was a hard day for me. <laughs> I'm like at home about to go take a nap. And I think I looked on Instagram real quick and you're like hiking with your wife and dogs. I'm like, this dude, <laughs> <laughs> my wife is seeing this. You're like, oh, you're like, yeah. like, my wife's going to see this. Like, Why aren't we doing that? <laughs> but I'm sorry, I love you. Not that you're watching um, this, but um, yeah, you do have that. You do have that engine, but that stuff is important. Um, yeah, we did. I did a, an episode with uh, Kevin Fain all about the family, the reality of what the executive protection industry can do to your family if you're not deliberate. If you're not deliberate and you don't have an exit strategy, and you know what I mean, it was a real. Re, it was real talk. Mm-hmm. Like it was real talk. Go look at that episode. It's in the last quarter of the year, uh, Fane's on there. Big black dude, savage. It's awesome. Yeah. On the um, on the personal goals side of thing, outside of the family, like okay, kind of what are you what are you hoping to okay. to achieve this year? Like, do you have do you yeah. have? Is it just sort of like keep trucking, doing the same thing, and and keep money flowing in, or? Um, like on the on the personal side of things, I know you started martial arts, which is yeah, since I've known you, <laughs> I don't think I've seen you. you well, know, you'll, you know. you'll take classes here and there, right, stuff right. like that. But as we know, that doesn't really it's not yeah. Teach that's you how to be an expert, but exposure. You you like have a trainer now, and like I was like, what do you like? Okay, you're gonna go once because boxing's not easy. It's boxing's hard. It hurts <laughs> yeah. the lungs. It's it's exhausting, but like then I like hit you in the car the other day, and you're like, I'm going to boxing right now. It's like six in the morning. I'm like. Yo, you're still doing this? And you're like, yeah. yeah, I've been going a lot. I'm like, yeah. So I, 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 um, just identifying gaps in my own training has mm-hmm. just been big because I've been blessed enough to be able to get through things with strength and intelligence. But you never want to, you you want to have uh, more tools. So, uh, you know, I have some tact, a lot of tactics in private security and like, you let's, you know, smoke and mirrors. Let's hide the principle. Let's move. Da da da. 
But in terms of like on my like full spectrum warrior stuff, we both know I don't have hand to hand martial arts really. So you know, I have, I've also seen you throw humans across the room <laughs> to, st- to stop fights. Yes, to stop uh, fights. <laughs> I but do. I, was like, I, I do possess a pretty decent belt. Did in you just? Stronger than you, foo. Actually, <laughs> I've been a practitioner for about twenty years and stronger than you, foo. But like on the uh, down south, I'm like a small dude. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, so yeah, I um, you know, I want to get hand to hand martial arts. I do consider gunfighting martial art, mm-hmm. um, but I want to get more hand to hand stuff in. A few of my uh, followers, for whatever they call them, a few of my tribe members, I'll call them on social medias, was like, yo, you got a lot of shooting videos, duh. You throw hands, pimp. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, and I like was thinking about my response and I was like, you know, like I don't, I don't train that. I need to train it more. Um, so got an MMA trainer. We're training private security, executive protection centric MMA. So stand up submissions, body control, uh, striking, all that stuff. That's just like, yo, if we're working, um, this is the type of, these are the types of things that should be pertinent. And then, you know, sometimes you just throw hands and just start practicing that. So, um, yeah, man, I got a trainer. I'm not trying to be in the, in, you know, I'm not trying to compete or anything. I'm just trying to like shorten that gap in my training. Um, so I'm it's humbling like, though, huh? Oh, heck yeah, dude. It's different. It's like but the first time I did it, I was like. Oh damn! I'm a lot easier to knock out than I thought. Uh, I was. You know, yeah, right? <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, like yeah. especially a guy who knows a little bit of something. Yeah, like, you start looking at humans different once again. Yeah, you know, I started shooting. I started looking at Filipinos different. Uh, <laughs> I, I start, uh, you know, start throwing hands. It's like that speed and uh, uh, efficient human is an issue if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but but doing it's that nice. stuff too gives you such a level of confidence. Like right. You know, when you weren't on the job with me at the time, but I came across this, like, giant, huge Samoan dude. Like, one Mm -hmm. of those, uh uh-oh, this is going to hurt moments. And he was cracked out. And in my head, it was like, I had sparred with, you know, a UFC champion that week. And I thought in my head, like, man, nothing's going to be worse than that. (laughs) Like nothing will be worse than what that guy did to me. So I'm probably going to be able to handle it. And it gave me a whole other level of confidence. And it was actually the dog that had that guy running away. Not me, but it, 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 you know how that is. Like you're, you yeah. know, the less stressed you are, the less worried you are about something, the better, the better you, can, you can start thinking and, yeah. and processing information and, and solving a problem. And, mm-hmm. and I, that was the after action I took away from that it was like how confident I felt because of what the work I put in, in the gym, you know, that week, yeah. how confident I felt going into dealing with that situation where, you know, and I'm a big dude, but that dude was like. Those like guys are one of those different. like I eat goats and pigs and stuff. They used to eat that. Well, anyways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like humans. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like so, I'm pretty sure white people showed up on the island and was like, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Anyway. So you you um. So yeah, that's kind of that's my goal. I wanna uh, you're gonna see more content, hand to hand stuff. Gonna have my trainer Jeremiah Betson on the podcast at some point. Gonna do a review for him because what he what we're doing is ultra special. Um, shout out to my boys at EPI, Executive Protection Institute. They have a guy who's got like 20-some black belts who has a system designed for executive protection. Executive protection-centric martial arts. They have a name for it. You got to look it up. It's good stuff. Um, and uh, that's like the main thing this year I want to get more of. 
So I'm going to keep with my shooting, um, but I've built into my schedule one or two days a week to at least get to that dojo and get beat up. And just get beat up. It's a good thing. And then pretty soon you'll be yeah. beating dudes up. And then you'll get beat up and you'll beat dudes up. And it's just like yeah. a good process. And you and keep I mean, growing. Yeah, man. That's, that's I'm excited. I'm and excited. I, but it's nice to be a beginner. I love being a beginner. There's no pressure. Dude, There's no... Because now I'm no, showing no, up at these courses. No, you're always a beginner. Trust well, me. Well, okay, good. Like... I like, like you know I've like, like, I've been a black belt three years and I still get tuned up yeah all the time like yeah, it's sure. just it's just depressing that's the game you know yeah but I show up to these like shooting courses and everyone's like oh it's Byron we're gonna shoot with Byron and everyone's like kind of like looking over a little bit like how good are you, you know, yeah like, like, <laughs> did he, he hit the target yeah like is he like one of those guys on Instagram that just like only shows his good runs which I'm not which I'm not. Um, so give me a give me a I, I want to do a couple top fives and just okay. off the top of your head just hit me with some answers but top five lessons learned this year Ooh, golly you ain't getting enough time to think about this top five lessons learned this year and um, I, okay so um, the second question is going to be um, so kind of like your your uh, your top ten, top five best of moments you know like best experiences this year okay. so I want you to, that's something to think about okay. but like Top five, oh crap, I learned a lesson. Or, this guy said this, I learned this. Um, if I was going to say something I learned this year is, the first thing I'd say is, um, just go. You know, the Protector Symposium, prime example. Like, Grand Slam, over 250 protectors in one room, turned out amazing. That took a lot of audacity. Balls. I thought you were freaking crazy. Sitting there by yourself being like, gonna do it you know like like we're, we're when, when you told me you like came yeah. up to me you're like i want to do a protector symposium <laughs> i'm pretty sure i gave you a big huge massive two thumbs up with it because i was like i think that's an awesome idea <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be really I hard don't, i don't remember our first conversation with that one i remember where we were we were yeah. over in that middle spot that worked there oh and yeah just like walked up to me you're like hey i'm gonna do that and i was like and i kind of ran with it a little bit and yeah. i was like dude you sure? This is gonna be expensive, but I think it's awesome. But I think yeah, I think I can pull it off. I remember thinking I think I can pull it off, and then yeah, just go. So like that was huge, man. If you got something inside you, like swing, go for it. Um, so that was really positive. What's the worst gonna happen? You can fail, um, and that's just a learning experience. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. So uh, the other thing is uh, if you have something, it, it's kind of along the same lines, but like. You kind of don't really know the value of what you carry inside of you until uh, it's reflected back to you and other people are giving you feedback about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. don't be afraid to be vulnerable. You know, like always contribute, contribute, contribute. Um, I learned so that's two. Consistency is not the key to success. Is is not the key to success. Consistency is part of the key to success. You must evolve intelligently, otherwise you will die tired so be consistent um i uh, <laughs> you already know how i'm feeling and and uh i didn't learn this this year but knowledge is only potential power just for the record <laughs> you have to take action otherwise your knowledge doesn't mean anything <laughs> uh you know um let's see what else did i learn this year that was like that really really stood out um stay the path so like with Everything that I've been doing, I've been doing it for about a, like, with my, my brand, I've been building this brand for about a, 
since 2011. And this year, it's like finally I broke into a whole new realm of everything I've been trying to create. So what you guys are looking at is about an overnight success takes about a decade kind of party yeah. of me being like, oh, you know what I want to do? I want to be motivational, inspirational. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to... And, 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 and until I had nothing, until I had all of the experiences um, inside of me, they were able to create a synergy and present me as this person that has a little bit of skill in um, marketing online because I failed and tried my hardest at this one company and a little bit of skill at speaking because I went to Toastmasters and wanted to be a motivational speaker and has a book because I tried to publish, I published a book, I'm self-published, I published a book and then like kind of set it down and like I have all these things that I took with me from all these like, they weren't failures but like they weren't any stratospheric anything, they weren't anything at the time. But now I have a package that I can present to my fault to my tribe and to other interested parties like sponsors and to the world. That's worth something, um, I believe, and I believe that because it's being reflected back. Mm-hmm. And so, like the crowning jewel in terms of lessons for this year is: don't despise small beginnings, and everything you go through, be the alchemist of it. Soak it up. Learn from it, let it make you better, and continue on your journey. The obstacle is the path. That's the game, man. Like, you look at Goliath and you go fight him. You know what I'm saying? And that's the game because who would David be without Goliath? You know what I mean? Who would anyone you've ever read about be without that challenge that's in front of them? And that's the alchemy of this game is facing your fears and learning that through facing them, you become better and stronger and more valuable, and then you can serve at a higher level, and once you finally are able to serve at a high enough level, the world will reciprocate your offering and your service in kind, and think, and that's when the magic starts happening. And now you're being you're being compensated for what you know we love. And it's so organically who you are, that being compensated for that passion and what you love is priceless. It's life, it's everything. Long answer, but I had to paint a picture. <laughs> Top five moments this year. Top five moments? Yeah. By f- well... <laughs> so, my top two moments happened within a few days of each other. Uh, having my first kid. That was amazing. Um, it was... Eh. Eh. You remember when you thought eh. her water broke the day before your... Uh... Three moments. <laughs> So let me tell you. Okay. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I'm sitting there at work, and Byron calls me up, and he goes, "I'm like, hey, how he's setting up for the symposium the day before, the night before. He's Whoa. doing the whole setup for the symposium. Biggest event of my life." <laughs> and he goes, "Yo, man, I think my girl's water just broke. I think this girl's trying to have a baby right now. Right now." <laughs> I'm like, right. And now. all I said to you, I was nice. I was just like, bro, don't worry about it. I got you. Everybody's got yeah. you. It's gonna go off without a hitch. Man, it's gonna so be a pissed. great program. I was so pissed. <laughs> you were like without a hitch without me. I was like, ah! are you kidding me? Of course you got me. That's not what I'm pissed about. I was so mad. I was like, right now, there's a whole universe of time in reality. There's one to two days. I don't want you to have a kid. Now I can be honest about it. Right now is not the time. I was like, 
I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. I about. knew it was what you were thinking. I'm like, sorry, you guys are getting me raw, raw and uncut <laughs> right remember, now. I forgot who I was. I think. I was Wait, like, now you're doing this? I, yeah, I was with somebody, and I like looked at him. I was like, man, his wife's trying to have kids. <laughs> Like, Hold it in! Yeah, Hold I was it. like, does this happen? Is it really But that didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. But, uh, so, one, having the kid, two, the symposium, you know. It was it yeah, it was amazing, you know, like, the kid thing, I, like, catch the guy, catch the little girl, boom, I'm like, yo, what's up? I got me a kid, snipped a little thing, the, the umbilical cord, and I'm like, wow. But I know I'm not entirely, like, I've been thinking about having children and, and rehearsing it in my head since I was like in eighth grade. Like I've always been like, this is going to happen, blah, 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 blah. So it wasn't like shocking. It was just yeah. like, okay, cool. Like everybody does this, you know. So for me, the real feat is going to be when that little human grows up to be respectable, responsible, strong, intelligent human that is an accurate outpicturing of everything that my family and my code represents. When I look at her and she's like, you know, uh, buying her first piece of property at like 18, you know, and, and like, is like deciding what she wants to do because she can, because she's, anyways, that's what I'm going to be well, like. She wants to join the Marine Corps? Nah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so that was amazing. The second one, the second probably biggest moment was that, the, the water breaking thing where I was like sitting here like, father, really? Like, are we, I mean, come on, you know? Uh, the other moment that was just like euphoric and surreal was the entire symposium yeah. where you're sitting, you're staring at your, you're staring at your Frankenstein yeah. and all these people are in this room and it's like this beautiful thing. And it's like, it feels like a family and like, regardless of background, people are just like, wow, you know, uh, um, they're just kind of like appreciating yeah. something you're contributing uh, the other moments this year that were very interesting was, dude, when we won the, uh, concealed, uh, when we, when we went and got first and second at the close protection conference, that was gangster. That was a good moment. That was a good moment. It's upside down. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, we need to go down there. And since protection is more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle, and we be living it. I was like, yo, we need to go down there and win this thing is what we need to do. Yeah. Or at least we need to try as best what we can. Everybody can sit in a room and talk about each other and trade business cards and whatever else. But you can't fake winning a shooting competition. Yeah. You can get the coolest card in the world and hand it to somebody, but you can't fake being able to bang. And That's so true. it was very nice to go down there and represent on that. That was cool. And when you were like, you're coming with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did have to kind of drag it. I was like, okay. And also when some of our friends were going, that that was what put it over the edge for me, honestly. not. I mean, obviously I wanted to go hang out with you and just have a good time. And, yeah. You know, but um, when you told me like Charles was coming, yeah. you know, and, you know, the when you actually said like the AS Solution guys were shooting it, I was like, no, they're not. Yo, the CEO of AS Solutions was Down shooting the match. Yeah. Like, and he was into it. It's like, this yeah. is fun, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's a Chris horrible. was tearing it up. He's well, Danish. He's not Russian, but that's my... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, and all his guys, like, yeah. his executives were all in the match. That was really cool. Um, that was a fun match. For me, I shot the whole thing CCW with this new 511 jacket, 511.com. Um, but, uh, like, to see myself... I think I came, like, 10% from the guy who took the overall so 
I was second place overall, first place in my division. But um, CCW division, the guy, that's how we roll. You yeah, know what I'm but the guy was shooting exposed an STI with a comp and a dot. It was like, and he's a legit when when. One of the ROs was an old friend of mine, this guy Rob Willoughby, who's an old school grandmaster shooter, really helped me out when I was younger. When he like looked at me, he's like, no, no, that guy's legit. He's like a real deal, you know, GM class shooter there in Vegas. And he's an EP guy. And I thought that was cool. He's not just an EP guy. He's like a big deal EP guy in Vegas, like hires and fires people. So he's out there shooting and he's not expecting all these dudes to beat him, but he's looking. And later I found out from our mutual friend, Fred Ruiz, Fred was like, dude, he was out there looking at guys. Like, of course. He was out there testing his dudes out. Like, where do you stack? You know, so it was um, it was a good event. And, you know, there were guys out there that, like, yeah, they didn't win or even come close to winning, but they were there whipping it on. And, you know, that guy and Christian and those other guys there that are bosses, you know, Charles Law is a boss of a company. He's hiring boss. and firing people. Yes. You know, so... That was a network situation for some of those guys. And that young kid who took third, man, he, like, you think he's not going to, he didn't just up his equity and, and get some, industry, he got business cards. Industry and, visibility. Yeah, he got business cards and people were like, who's that guy? And it's right. like, oh, he's from California and he's good looking and he's fit and he and knows his stuff. Oh, and he can also, like, protect you legitimately if you need it done. Yeah. You know, so that's what was cool about it for me. That's that's why I went. Um you know, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself. I like obviously wanted to take the overall, but I took some, some I took these brain supplements. I shouldn't have taken. <laughs> and talk I, about my brain supplement. I had a bang too. and I had the brain supplements. So my first two stages was just like, Hey, how's it going guys? And Byron's looking at me. He's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I can't see the sides. <laughs> like it was like, I was like shaking and all jittery. Yeah. But, uh, but it was just a really good time. It was good people like win or lose. I could, Careless. Yeah, I wanted to win. Obviously, I was tr- shooting my, my tail off at that match. Yeah. But um, you know, when I saw, like, they had guys there that were trainers. You know, guys that are quote unquote firearms instructors. Like, they get paid to do this. Yeah. And so it was just for me. It was kind of a validation of, yeah, of practice. Got humbled. I remember that one that came up afterwards. Like, yeah, I thought I was just gonna come up in here and, and rule and 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 kill. You know, and, and he, he got was like, like fifth. Four yeah, I don't even know where he was on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I learned a lot today. And I was like, you can admit that. You're cool. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a like Mike Pannone likes to say, it's a validation of training. You know, it's taking oh, yeah. your practice and validating it through training. And then seeing where you stack up in the industry. Yeah. So not, not just a bunch of other competitors, which are obviously, I mean, as you know, like, you know, I come in like 20th in our local match or mm-hmm. if I have a good day. Like, I'm like, oh, Byron, I was top 20 today. Like, I'm like excited, you know, but I'm also, that's against open shooters and PCC guys and stuff like that. But um, to come out with like a basic set of rules, like duty gear, you know, open carry duty-ish gear, whatever. Most guys were in Kydex, they were, you know, didn't have retention on their holsters, but that's exciting. (laughs) Um, And then a lot of guys were CCW. So it's like, okay, I'm competing against guys. Let's EP, let's do it. Yeah, I'm competing against guys shooting CCW. It's a level playing field. And let's see where I stack up against this. So that was a nice kind of validation that like all the, that's a lot of hard work we put in. It's a lot of money financially, you know, to to go out every Saturday. It's Saturday away from my family. But my wife just knows that that's what I do. Saturday means a match. 
no matter what happened that week or if I was traveling, if I was gone from Tuesday and I got home Friday night, Saturday morning, I'm going to this match. And she just knows that and understands that, you know? Yeah. But, um, and dudes, well, yeah. But so it was just kind of nice to be able to, uh, to, to, one, have that camaraderie and make those connections with guys, but then to validate training. Yes. So. 100%. And, and for you, know. you know, you would not have won a year ago. Nope. At no. all. No, no, so no. I do a lot of it. This you've, guy. Uh, you've stepped up. No, not just me. I mean, you know, like Panone and all the other sh- all the other shooters that you're around. Like you shoot without me quite a bit, but you're influenced by all of those guys. So it's just kind of it's like a validation of training, I guess. So one hundred percent. That's um, true, actually. Which is a whole nother podcast I want to do with you one of these days. Like how to go- get good at shooting. Like I think it's fairly simple. I don't think it's very complicated, and it's not very expensive. But um, I can only say this because I've watched guys that I used to beat surpass me, and then not only surpass me, but become world-class shooters. And I was part of their journey because I helped them do that. (laughs) But it's weird. And it also kind of shows like, well, here's, they were doing things I wasn't doing because of discipline and things like that, which is, you know, changes I want to make this year. Yeah. you know, look at Addy, you know, a young 18-year-old girl in a year has become, she beats men now, most men, you know, she's very good. So that's just a year of doing it right. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good call. Anyway, keep going. You have two uh, more. Oh, I do? Dang. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing that happened that was, um, that was amazing. That I was just kind of like, wow. Um, I definitely hit like a new stride with, uh, with shooting this year, where I, I, I noticeably was able to start processing and performing at a higher level for sure. I was like, wow, I'm better. Like that was kind of in the in the first question too. It's like stay the course because I remember being like, man, am I just always going to be kind of like mediocre at this? And maybe I will, but I, there was definitely a distinct moment this year where I was like, whoa, all right, now I've been doing this for like. A, I think it's been almost two years now. And it's like, okay, now I've been shooting these competitions for this long. I'm actually, like, pretty good at it now. Like, I'm better at it. I'm noticeably, I noticed I leveled up. So that was a beautiful moment. Um, uh, Being asked as well to speak again at the Close Protection Conference on pastoral protection, Mm -hmm. on uh, protecting your place of worship. That was a beautiful moment this year as an honor. Uh, That was, yeah, that was a really good, good moment. So I'd say that'd be prime all my, not all of them. I know there's more in there. Watching the podcast grow, watching it go from, you know, a couple hundred listeners a week to a couple thousand listeners well, a week. Like less than a hundred listeners a week. Oh yeah. To, uh, you know, <laughs> by the end of the year, we're clocking in at like 6,000 plays a week. Uh, how big is the executive protection industry? You know, so it's just saying that, like, we're reaching a lot. Our demographics are amazing. We're getting a lot of even outside contact. Uh, and, you know, so that, for me, speaks volume about the contribution I'm making with or that I'm, I'm helping be made with this platform and with the other professionals that I've been able to have on the platform, you know. So that's huge. So one last top five goal as we close this out, or one more top five before we close this out because Time we to have to work. work. Yeah. Um, what are your top five goals this year? <clears throat> top five goals this year. Um, 
Just and it, that could be not one? just you oh, know, yeah, no, encompassing I, the podcast, but just personal. Yeah. So, top five goals. Protector Symposium 2.0 is going to be better than the first Protector Symposium. Uh, I'll tell you this much. We intend to do something that's going to give every single person that shows up the opportunity to learn from kind of who they want to learn from and uh, kind of a little more pick and choosy kind of menu kind of situation. And then we're going to do one more thing that's going to give us all a hands-on component if we so choose to participate in it, that's going to be amazing. Uh, so there's the one, some of the feedback I got was, we want to do something hands-on. I'm like, I got you. So we're going to widen this, the, the spectrum of what you get at a protector symposium. We're going to add a hands-on component um, and that I think is going to be fantastic. So there's that. <clears throat> uh, the second major goal, <clears throat> which I think we're, we're approaching quickly, I want to put... Man, so the goal was to put 100 people through the, the uh, training day uh, success package. We're already clipping in 40-something uh, protectors. So the goal was 100. I'm going to hit that in the next month or two. I'm going to say I want to see 1,000 people go through that process, learn how to do their thing, uh, and upgrade their skills. Um, because those skills, I would love to see those skills permeate the industry. It will make people perform at a higher level, both in finding opportunity and doing the job better. Um, if I was going to say my third goal, uh, this podcast, I'd like to see us double what we're doing right now. So I'd like to see us, um, I'd like to see us looking at that 10,000 listeners per week mark, but also with the uh, Protector podcast, I'd like to see that one also come out the stalls and hit at least 5,000 listens per week as well. So I want to have these two podcasts, like Talking Guns, as we say in the Marine Corps. Um, let's see, what else is on the professionally? I really want to build my YouTube channel. Um, mm. I think YouTube is a really good medium for uh, high-quality Content so I can I can give you a two-hour present conversation like this I can give you a five ten minute actual Video where I can really get you information through YouTube and I looked at my YouTube channel the other day I got a little over 2,000 fo uh, Followers on there and I've got over 400 videos on there. So I've been at YouTube for a minute um, so I like to see that really really uh, blow up because the quality of the content I can give you on YouTube is way better than, you know, say an Instagram where you got one minute or IGTV, which I think is becoming more of a thing. It is, yeah, for um, sure. But I have a bunch of videos on there too. But So yeah, I want to build my YouTube out a lot more. And then um, <clears throat> I think those are really my goals for this professionally. And, and uh, yeah, I'd like to get a six pack by the end of the year. You don't, you don't have I mean, I got like the first two. You'd like have a six pack. <laughs> I, I You're got like, like Caleb, one, like a little more airbrush, airbrushed ones. You know, like I got the first cut, like two on there. You know? So we're gonna end this how we started it. <laughs> one of the first podcasts we ever did. We did a show and tell. So I'm gonna ask you. Wow. <laughs> show first time I didn't even want to do it, and he said it, and I was like, I guess I'm on. Well, we were alive too, so I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Not alive right now. No. Are you going to cut it out? No, I'm not going to cut it out. So what are you going to show it to? you got to have something cool on you. You can show the peoples. Uh, I have something very cool. Boy, of course, he's got something very cool. That's not right. <laughs> I have something very cool. 
And it's the exact same thing it was at the beginning of the first one. Too. It is. It That's is. hilarious. My show and tell is a firearm. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> this is my new everyday carry slash duty gun. So, um, something I've kind of seen in a place I've been going is when I'm exposed carry, I've been carrying a compact weapon and I kind of have this one and done gun. So this is what I'm carrying on me every day, not just at work, but going to the movies and everywhere else, supermarket, et cetera, et cetera. I do have a little five shot I will throw uh, with me sometimes, like when I'm walking the kid, or I'd like to run with my kid a lot. Oh, so kid. when I'm doing a run, I'll take a little five shot with me because we're in these, uh, we're in the wilderness and such. But this is pretty much all I carry now. This is a CZ. Uh, this is a yeah. This is a CZ P07, and it's the Checkmade version. It's not a US one. Um, this was a gift from Mr. Michael Pannone. So that was pretty cool, and um, it's got his little. Uh, and he doesn't sell guns because he, I was. <laughs> he, he doesn't, doesn't give guns away. He's yeah, like, so I don't know. Like, don't do that. You probably can't see, but there's his little logo right there. So that was pretty tight. And then I sent it off to CZ Customs, and they cut in the Aimpoint Acro. So I only pretty much have Delta Point Pros on all my competition and some of my duty guns, but uh, I ended up going with an Acro because of some issues we had. 2019 with the rain, <laughs> the amount of rain we got was ridiculous, and we were working outside in the rain all the time, and uh, that was a big weak point we found, as well as like dust, debris, lint um, from the pockets, things like that. So I just kind of wanted a one and done optic. I'd say I'm like at speed wise with it, it's like you know 70, 80 percent what the Delta Point is. So if I'm racing a car, I'm in a race car, I'd probably want that Delta Point Pro. But for my, uh, for my workhorse, I really like this Acro. The footprint is the same as an RMR, so it looks huge, but it's actually not, guys, and it carries great. Um, outside of that, it's a polymer handgun. It's very light, and I get 16 plus one rounds with the Flush Fit Mag down here. So great handgun, extremely accurate, and so far, extremely reliable. And uh, also, this is what I used to win that. Close protection conference shooting challenge thing, and it's a double decocker, double single action. So that's my new show and tell. And I have it in. This is a new holster company for me. I used to only use G Code or Raven, but this is Black Arch holsters. I really like the single clip design, and um, this holster is great. It's awesome, and it's, this gun just kind of lives in this holster. And then when I put it in my duty rig, I use an Omnivore. I just pop the light, the light kind of lives in the Omnivore. I pop my X300 out, throw it on this gun, throw it in my uh, my duty rig and I'm good to go. And then when I'm done, take the gun out, leave the light in, throw this back on me. And I just kind of have one gun going everywhere with me, which is new. Very nice. It's new for me. So um, pretty excited about this. And uh, that's my one show and tell. What's yours? Well, I cannot do a gun. <laughs> and he just did a gun, so I'll show y'all my carry gun. Um, actually, eh, a buddy of mine owns a company called Neoteric Holsters. Made this holster for me. Don't know if you can get him to do it, but if, if you look closely, you will see that this right here is my company emblem on here. Ooh. 
So it's a little Gucci. It's a little ninja. Nice. I like the bend. Makes it eat, makes it uh, a little nicer. And my uh, jumpy joint. You know what I'm saying? Woo. So um, this is my CZ P10 hybrid is what I'm calling it. They got names for it, but I call it a hybrid. I have a video on YouTube where I really go in depth about what this is and um, how I use it and how I, why I think it's the perfect carry gun. But it's the uh, P10F Foxtrot slide with the C uh, frame. So it's got the shorter handle. It's got the uh, longer uh, upper on it. And I love my CZ. I have shot pretty much every, I've shot every competition that I've, shot this year with this gun so i've put thousands of rounds through it um i got a xc1 on here um it's good enough for me light up a room i've got a delta point a loophole delta point pro on here um love it fast with it shoot with it all the time pretty I, durable and, like for those who say this thing isn't durable yeah, i mean you can it's all beat up and uh <laughs> I know on my on my yeah, competition man, gun, I have over forty thousand rounds on that gun alone, and it's the it's the that. same dot I've had ever since. Yeah, nah, ultra durable. We've beat the brakes off this thing, and I'm not gentle with my gear. Um, I like to know my gear can freaking hang. So this is my carry gun. I love it. Trigger came nice right out the box. CZ commercial. I love I love this gat. So this is my carry gun, and then I just roll with a. Uh, Little lecture, a little love in the back with the track, you know what I'm saying? By uh, I forget what this company is, but I don't know. I want to say they're Shield Arms, they're uh, but I like what they're doing. Oh, and you know what else is really ninja that I found this last year? Uh, is these little skishy mag caddies. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why, man, but I went on Amazon and I was like, let me just try it because I'm not big on the fluffy, squishy stuff. Um, because you can't get stuff back in after you get out. But with a Mad Cat, it doesn't really matter. And these are the most comfiest little. I, no brand. They just, you get a pack of three of them for like 10, 15 hours. And uh, they are ultra comfortable and ultra low pro. So uh, that is my, that's that's my show and tell for the first episode of season two. Obviously, EP is not all about guns. But uh, it's nice to have it's guns. It's a fun part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nice to have guns. And be good at it. So uh, that's it, man. Well, hey, it's an honor. Thanks for you know hanging with me on this episode. Boom, Boom. and uh, rolling with me and, and and interviewing me, asking me questions, and kicking it. Of course, um, you guys. We got some amazing stuff coming down the line. I can't wait for this next year. Um, uh, you're gonna see a lot more out of this brand as a whole brand, not just a podcast. Got merchandise, got some merch. You know what I'm saying? This is the black on black, oh, EPL, hat? black on black. Uh, we got the red on black. We got a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got st stickers. We got patches. Rep your hood. Rep your executive protection brand. And uh, I just look forward to making as many contributions as I can to the game uh, until the end of this next year, and then we'll do it again. All right, y'all. Byron Rogers and Luke Agajanian, protectors by nature and by trade. We'll see y'all on the next podcast. Out. <laughs> Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what 
helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.